1: Hello everyone and welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. From dreamland in Dortmund to disappointment in Dundee, just a week in the life of being a Rangers fan. I am your host Scott Carney and full house again tonight. Ali, how's it
2: going? Not too bad, not too bad. Uh, Looking forward to Thursday night. Ryan, how's things mate?
3: Yeah, all right, mate. I'm equally looking forward to Thursday. I'm just looking forward to trying to forget about the weekend to be honest and um aye, what a tie we've got coming up. Um Ayybrook should be rocking.
1: Ibrook should be rocking. Uh looking forward to to looking forward to it myself should be uh a night to remember. Uh Scotia, how are you? Yeah, like the guys
0: there, I'm um, yeah, getting slightly over the weekend there and I've uh, put all my attention on Thursday night, so more of that, please, because it's um uh, I I don't want it to linger in that game too much to be
1: honest. No, no. Unfortunately, we will need to touch on it. That's that's <laughs> the only thing we will need to speak about that game. But we will come on to to start the build up to um the Dortmund game. So yes, we are live on Facebook tonight, just due to uh, on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube tonight uh, as we of build-up to the the Dortmund game. So get your comments in, as always. Everyone, I'll try and get to them. Uh, Also, um, just before we get into Ranger stuff, there is only a week left of... Less than a week left of our charity raffle that we're running for the Rangers Charity Foundation. So you can win a tour of Ibrox for four people um, for £3 per entry with all proceeds that are raised going to the... Uh, Rangers Charity Foundation we are so close to our £100 target if we get to that £100 target we will um, we will match it, the podcast will match it or £99 because that's the way threes work obviously, um, if we get a £99 we will match with £100 and give £200 to the, the Rangers Charity Foundation so we are so close so if you could, uh, the link for everything is down below, that would be very much appreciated um, well, that's a good start to the podcast
2: Jamie Lowe <laughs> I, I super Happy is my I,
1: favorite
2: are you paid Jamie him to do that? That. Paid paid to to
1: that i'll give you that money thursday jimmy <laughs> thanks very much <laughs> jimmy um good evening everyone yes i see i can see all your comments coming in hello everybody uh so let's go into ranger stuff gentlemen unfortunately we will need to start with the with the disappointment of sunday um it was obviously a one-each draw with Dundee United. Ali Ryan and myself brought a, a pretty in-depth reaction to the game, but we broke the, the game down, so go back and check that out if you would like a breakdown of the game. Um, obviously a disappointing result after what Thursday was, um, but we're going to discuss a few points, that, and I wanted to hear the, the guys' opinion on, and using the comments as well, I'd like to hear your on comments on. So, start off with... The age-old question, Ali, where did it go wrong? Is it the 12 nun thing coming back to haunt us again?
2: It's like I said in the, the post-match. To me, although we controlled the, the, the whole of the first half, we never had a shot on target, and we didn't really turn up to 60 minutes, and we gifted a goal once again, which we've done umpteen times this season for, for a set piece, for a corner kick, so... I've seen this movie before, I wasn't shocked when I watched it again. There and yeah, Rangers were really good the second half, I would say, for the last 30 minutes of that game. But I, they were unlucky, Rangers obviously. Um, the referee didn't help us, but this last four away games there, you like you said four points and four away games isn't he good enough? <laughs> that doesn't win you league titles at all. No, it definitely doesn't, Ryan.
1: I don't want to spend too long on it. We will come on to happier times, but we do need to speak about it, mate. What's your if your thoughts changed much from um, from Sunday?
3: No, they have not changed, but I did read a good tweet from Martin Ramsey that put um, that put things into kind of perspective for me in terms of I know people have been criticising Geo and the lead that we've given we've given up. Uh, to them And obviously it's gone they're, it. they're three points clear now But he said Maybe it's not the management team That need to be looked at Because this is the third The way we're heading just now This is the third post-match uh, Post-winter break meltdown We've had this squad Four times they've played together And three times after Christmas they've collapsed I'm not saying they've fully collapsed But it's looking like they've done it We have dropped nine points since Christmas, which is criminal. There is no getting away from it. It's criminal. And like I said on Sunday, and I'll exhaust everyone saying it, it has to change. That wasn't good enough on Sunday. The first half was not good enough. We can blame referees. We can go down that route because they are terrible. But we're going to have a terrible referee on Sunday. We're going to have it every Scottish game, eh, domestic game from now to the end of the season. We need to put up with that. We need to win games. We need to get the ball in the back of the net and start getting three points quick.
1: Yes, yes, very quickly. Um yeah, it was very disappointing I say. I'm I am do not really not really sure how I feel about it. I'm trying to kinda of put it behind me, try to look forward and things and um yeah, it was just it it's becoming a thing and I don't like when it becomes a thing in terms of Rangers. There's been too many of them uh, recently. Scotia, what what do you think if anything Gio could have done differently on Sunday to Can I eradicate this away from, I suppose, if you knew that, mate, you'd be the Rangers manager?
0: I probably would, yeah. No, it's it's frustrating. It was, like, my takeaway from the game, it was really frustrating because I don't think it's the worst we've played this season. But, like Ryan's mentioning there, that's win at home and get a draw away. Obviously, I'm not including the the old firm match in that because they're always a wee bit slightly off. But since we've come back, that's three, three draws away from home. It's not been good enough. Um, It was really frustrating. But I don't think Gio could have done an awful lot more. Perhaps he didn't make as many changes as I was was expecting him to. Um, I was expecting about four or five changes to the team that had played against Borussia Dortmund. He went for the the right team, or the the team that he's went for. I I think I was listening to you guys back, Carney, and you'd said that that, um, although we expected more changes, that's still a fantastically strong team and a team that you you would kind of want to play but they just didn't show up to it um, i think we had something about 30 odd shots at goal but only three of them were on the target so that that geo can do nothing about that and um, it's really frustrating and it, it's, it just worries me that we're dropping points away from home because we won't win the league with that form
1: yeah no, we will It has, it has become, it has become a, a thing. There's no doubt about it. And it was something like seventy, some seventy touches in the opponent's box, and we've scored one goal from it. I mean, uh, look, as you say, I, we we kind of disagreed. I suppose to a certain extent. I didn't think Rangers were particularly bad, uh, but it's not good enough to just put all the effort in and not get results. And now the, the, the way that the the nine-point swing that's happened, it's really unacceptable. It's not good enough. It's nowhere near what we need to be... need to be The levels we need to be hitting in order to maintain a league challenge. And, yeah, to, to gift another two points away from that was very disappointing. Uh, Scotia, I'll come back to you. Um, we have a problem defensively when defending corners. I don't understand. And I'm coming back to you, mate, because obviously you're a defender at heart. Um, so... Teams now are now aware of this. I think we'll probably all agree that an inch swinging ball into our box is going to cause us problems if our defenders are out of position, even slightly. So, is it time that we st- stop living romantically about Alan McGregor? We've had conversations about McGregor before. He's he, We brought it up before when he said a bit of a poor game where we would maybe drop him. Brian said a couple of times as well that it's just definitely going to be his last season and it's it's not ideal to, to, to speak about it. However, we are struggling to keep clean sheets from set pieces and not having a keeper that comes out for shots, uh, comes out for crosses, is causing this bother. Look, we've had conversations, I remember back in the day conversations happened to this, even when Gorham um, was getting towards the end of his tenure. So what do you think? Do you think that's too knee-jerk reaction just to to rotate McGregor?
0: Not really, if I'm being honest, because the problem you've got, the teams, as you say, know there, is really you have like two opportunities to defend an in-swinging corner like that with your goalkeeper coming for it and then your defenders as well. But because McGregor doesn't, and to be honest, McGregor's never done it. So it's not as if it's something new in McGregor. He's always been reluctant to kind of come too far off his line. Um, it just gives the, the opposition teams that chance. We had this conversation, like you say, Round about the League Cup final, when we were all saying, is it time for McGregor maybe to get dropped? And then he comes in and starts putting in some tremendous performances. But to be honest, it's kind of getting to the, going back to that stage again that it's, should McLaughlin be in, instead, in front of him? I think we'll also get issues, not, not only with um, McGregor there, but obviously Hellander coming back in. He had a really bad game um, on Sunday there. You could see that he's been missing for five, six months. Um, yeah, the McGregor one, we're back to where we were what, three or four months ago when we were talking about is it time for McLaughlin to come in? Because McLaughlin, he controls his box an awful lot better. I would still say McGregor's the better shot stopper but the goals that we were conceding aren't these shots. It's the it's the set pieces that we're losing all the time and, yeah, as you say, teams are cottoning on to it so something does need to change there, I think.
1: Yeah, Ali, United made a made a cautious effort to constantly play for corners and they didn't play one out-swinging ball from the corner that they had, so it's clearly becoming a thing now. So what do you do? What do you do? Do you keep McGregor and go or do you you irritate it now? And look, it wasn't McGregor's fault that we conceded on Sunday, but it didn't help matters that he doesn't come for crosses.
2: No, it wasn't his fault, but he he doesn't help the defence, to be honest. This sounds quite bad. And I don't... <laughs> you don't like slagging and McGregor. He's one of the greatest goalkeepers in our generation. Him and Andy Gorham, you have the discussion who's best, Stephen course obviously. So I'm, I'm not here to slag Al McGregor because he's been absolutely fantastic for our football club. But he's now 40 years 40 years of age. Should he? I know hindsight is a great thing, as we said, in the post-match um, the other day. Should he have retired last season on that high? He may look back at the end of this season and go, yeah, I should have went out at that point. Because I there's spells this season where I don't think he's been great. I don't think he's as quick as he used to be. And, um, yeah, I mean, me and all of us, me and Ryan in particular, <laughs> always say here we shit ourselves when a ball comes into our box. And he's one of the culprits as well because he, he doesn't come for a ball. The amount of times I'm screaming at the telly going, McGregor, what are you doing? He stands there. And we know that's what he does. And um, if it was me, I'd bring John McLaughlin in now. And it sounds quite harsh, but I'd bring him in now. I think John McLaughlin brings a calming influence to the back line. i will come for a ball. I think he's good with the ball at his feet as well. Um, he's maybe not as good a shortstop as McGregor, but I would bring McLaughlin in at this present point.
1: Yeah, Ryan, you, you, you said that um we spoke with McGregor before you said that this would be his last season. I think we probably all kind of expect it for it to be his last season. Um but Ali makes a point there about McLaughlin. He's never really put a foot wrong, not that I can remember. And I don't I know as a football fan we've got short memories, but I can't remember him making a particular blunder that's become a, a talking point. <clears throat> he might not be a good a shortstopper as McGregor, but We've, again, have we really seen him tested? So, I don't know. What's your opinion, mate? It, it doesn't feel right having this conversation about McGregor because we love the guy and he's a legend. He will, we'll always be a legend, but everybody's got a a use-by date. <laughs>
3: yes, and <laughs> we always say nobody's bigger than the club. This, this is a problem. It's been a problem all season. and Teams are targeting us with corner kicks, it's not going away, they're not addressing it, it's not just McGregor's fault, the players, there's something not right with the defence what I don't get is that this is the same defence, relatively the same defence and goalkeeper from last season who stopped so many shots this isn't a new thing for McGregor not coming for crosses, he's, not, he's never came for crosses so something's not right and something does have to change Um I am late to the party because I'm probably a few weeks behind you in terms of, yeah, I think McGregor does need to get dropped. I didn't think I'd ever say that, but he's struggling. He is struggling at crosses. He's, like I said, I'd, this could be a total rumour, and I don't want to say it's came from anyone any good source, but I was told he's got problems with his hips, and you can see the way he goes down for a ball sometimes. Like If you think of that goal against Ross County, he just doesn't look comfortable. Unless he's going like, if it's a shot, then fair enough. But just diving down, he doesn't look great. McLaughlin has never made a mistake for Rangers. He deserves his chance. I've always said when we speak, when we bring him up in the pod, his distribution is far better than McGregor's. He gets the ball out really quick. He's he can kick with his left hand, his right foot. McGregor's not the best kicker of the ball. But yeah, it doesn't feel great saying it, but I think John McLaughlin. It wouldn't be a bad idea to bring John McLaughlin in. Maybe not Thursday, but yeah, I think it's got to be on Joe's mind to to start thinking about changing things about and trying to address this this issue that we've got. with corner kicks and defending corner kicks because it's it can't continue. It's it's gone on long enough.
1: Yeah, it has gone on long enough. Chris has said, um, we "Should we not be asking the defenders to defend better?" Yeah, I'm not point. blaming. I'm 100% I'm not blaming Hollander. I'm not blaming McGregor even For the goal on Sunday But this isn't the first time that it's happened this season It's now reoccurring And teams are now targeting it So something has to change Hollander is at fault for that goal He gets the he reads the ball wrong His man gets the better of him uh, And he gets up and he, he puts the ball away A match fit Hlander in my opinion Doesn't make that mistake um, But as I say it is now becoming a thing whether it's in the centre backs minds that they know that McGregor's not going to come for it, so they have to win the ball. It all could be leading to this cycle that we see. Um, I mean, the Ross County um, goal—the the last, um, the last kick of the ball when they scored their, their equaliser—I mean, that just sums up everything that's wrong with us at corner kicks. It was a bit of a, a bit of a horror show. It's an interesting one. Uh, as I saying, it does feel a wee bit like. Um, kind of feel like you're abusing a puppy or something because you're talking about McGregor and we all love him that fondly, we really do but everybody has a, their time and it might be the time um, now for, for change to happen and for McLaughlin to get his go um, also Daly said um Bring in C. Chris in the summer Now I'm not a massive fan of this either But as soon as a keeper has a decent game against us That we decide that we're going Everybody thinks we should sign him I don't know enough about him Now I'm not going to say he isn't a good goalkeeper But I, I personally not for me Because I've only seen him play once well And it was against us So any use opinion on him Do you think Rangers should be looking at that at United keeper?
3: I read in in January that we were interested in him. I can't remember where I read it. It wasn't a paper because I don't buy them. I've read that somewhere that Rangers were actually interested in him. Um, So there might be something in it. But yeah, I've seen him a few times. He looks a decent goalkeeper. Not seen anything where I would think to myself he'd be our number one if McGregor's not doing it. It's John McLaughlin for me. Um, But yeah, Rangers are going to buy a keeper in the summer. That's, That's going to happen. That's definitely going to happen. So whether it's him or not, but yeah,
1: there might be something in it. Yeah, I just think if we're going to look at a keeper in Scotland and we have already got a pretty decent one sitting on the bench in McLaughlin, I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think, the only one better would be Gordon, maybe? Would we agree on the that? Gordon's
0: Gordon's getting old as well. I mean, is 30 years old, McLaughlin's, what, 32, 33? So I'd be happy enough for McLaughlin still. If, if McGregor was hanging up with his gloves, McLaughlin would be fine for me, as coming in to
1: replace
2: that For you, McLaughlin Yeah, we had a chat with Xander Clark not that long ago when he was having good performances as well, so yeah, to me I put McLaughlin as number one next season and take our time looking for a goalkeeper, look to the other side of the city when they brought in Barney the Dinosaur for £5 million and look how (laughs) that happened, so I I think we've got a more than capable keeper, John McLaughlin, to come in next season and take our time and look for the right person to be the number one goalkeeper for Rangers. Yeah. have
0: obviously get there as well, so if yeah. Walker comes in, I think the plan would be for McCrory to eventually take over yeah. after that one. So I, I'd be happy. It must, to it play must
3: play. be. I think it must be. I think the plan, because McCrory's been out on loan so many times, I think it looks like the club hold him in high regard, so I wouldn't be surprised if McCrory is first team if not the goalkeeper on the bench next season because they've they could have let him go a few seasons ago and they seem to hold on high regard so yeah that's a good shot from Scotia I'd imagine McCrory will be about the first team set up next year
1: yeah I would think so um so we'll move on and unfortunately we're going to need to talk about referees sorry Ali um that we're going to need to talk about refs um the Moonhowlers um that lived a bizarre life of seeking out our podcast to leave comments, think that we only we only complain about referees when we are losing. Um, I look back today, just to reassure myself, that I wasn't <laughs> losing my mind. After the Hearts game, after the Hibs game, we spoke about referees. Um, now, on Sunday, the first penalty is contentious, is the one that seems to be most contentious. Um the, my inter- interpretation of the rules is that's a penalty. Um I don't no no matter what, that is a penalty. The second one is a stonewall and a red card and it's being missed. And the only thing that seems to be coming out of this is the possibility of Ryan Jack getting a ban because of the tackle he made.
2: Can I just so, put in quickly, Carney? Go. It's just it, it came in the the in the news tonight that Ryan Jack and Charlie Grew aren't going to the they're not getting done for it at all.
1: Well, yeah, well, that's good, that's good Well, I'm glad, I'm glad uh, I'm glad, that's made me a wee bit happier then I'm not as, <laughs> as annoyed However, um, if it was just Ryan Jack's tackle there And not Charlie McGrews Do you think Ryan Jack would still be going? Because I think he would um, Charlie McGrews was a bad tackle I'm not going to lie, Ryan Jack's tackle was a shocker, man <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty poor tackle However, we'll leave that there then I don't need to speak about that Um in terms of, as I say, in terms of refereeing as a whole, it's not good enough. We are not the only team that suffered this weekend with um, terrible refereeing decisions. So I, you all know, I was never really sure about VAR, whether I was going to, I was kind of on the fence with VAR. Now, 100%, I am for it, and I am for a complete overhaul of um, Scottish refereeing. Argue with me, tell me I'm wrong. Ryan. right.
3: Right, I'm a good person to start with because I always say I don't want VAR because it's not watertight and it still makes mistakes. <clears throat> However, Scottish referees are so bad this season and I've never spoken up referees as much as I have this season. They're so bad this season. You, you could, you better have a 10-year-old kid <laughs> running about with a whistle because they are horrific. They are, It's a joke. The decisions are a joke. And yes, I only focus on the decisions with Rangers because that's my team. I'm sure decisions go against other teams, against Rangers, and they're terrible as well, and I just don't see it. But the decisions are... It's week after week, and it's huge decisions that are going against clubs, and things are getting missed. Referees aren't getting involved. As I said, they just want to get their 90 minutes in and get up the road. (sighs) Yeah, I'm very rapidly coming towards the let's bring Varen. But... It's the finances. I mean, are the Scottish who does that sit with? SPFL? Are they going to fork out for this at every ground in Scotland? They're not. They're not. And we are sponsored by Cinch. I don't even know what Cinch is. And um, so <laughs> I don't imagine I don't imagine there's much money in Scottish football to pay for this. So yeah, I want a brand new pair of a brand new pair of Nike and Max for my birthday, but I'll probably not get them. That's the way I'm looking at it.
1: I get what you're saying, mate. Uh I do get it. I think it's just we often complain about the the level that Scottish football's betrayed at and things like this are just not really helping helping matters. I also seen a ridiculous thing on Twitter today. I can't was it PLZ Soc- soccer or something? Is that a a, a thing? I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. I can't remember. They put up should Rangers and Celtic uh, fund the whole thing of VAR. No, sorry. Why should it be Rangers and Celtic that fund VAR? Why do we have? A, why do we have a football association in this country like an absolute joke? Um, the SFA can't afford this. They just don't want to. in my personal opinion, because it's too much of an overhaul for them. Uh, but it's just just a continuing bad refereeing has completely changed me to I am so pro VAR. It's not funny now. Scotia, VAR for you.
0: I've always been for VAR. And although Ryan, yeah, you're right that there will be mistakes made by VARP when it gets brought in because there's always teething issues with things like that, it will reduce the amount of mistakes that are getting made. Because, um, I mean, we always focus on the, the kind of match changing decisions like penalty shouts and things like that. But there's other decisions through the game that are getting completely missed. I mean, on Sunday there, and this one annoyed me more Ryan Kent was bursting away, and the boy just grabbed him and pulled him right back. No foul given. Nothing, and I, I was more angry at that than any of the penalty claims. If I'm being honest, when I was watching it, um, there's too, it happens too often. But I think the Var really does need to come in. But I did see a figure getting banded about that it was like a hundred, hundred grand a season yeah. to bring Var in. But and it, was that maybe per club as well? Um, I imagine so. Every, everyone else was like, "Oh, we can't, we won't do that." And to suggest that the old firm pay for it, it's just ridiculous as well. And um, because there'll be clubs down at the bottom, I'm sure Dundee. It's reporters and Dundee, the team themselves, have probably had decisions against them and they'll have decisions coming up to the end of the season that could potentially mean that they stay bottom of the league um, and put I've them got... down. And that has a massive financial implication for them.
3: Sorry to interrupt you, Scotia. Um, I've got a crazy idea and you can call me out if, if it's wrong. See if these all these other clubs that aren't the old firm like Rangers and Celtic, if these other clubs actually opened their stadiums up for a season and sold the tickets to the old firm fans instead of leaving their the stands empty, maybe they be able to afford var next season. Just a crazy idea. <laughs> 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 I love how serious you are about it
1: as well, mate. Um, you're right, though. I mean, yeah, you're you're hundred percent correct. Instead of having. Instead of just be the pettiness of it, then, yeah. I think they do what Livingston does. I mean, Livingston open up three quarters of their stadium to us, yeah. uh, which which we sell out, do you know what I mean? So they make their money out of that. It just kind of makes sense. That would pay for, On that, would c- pay for that bar. I
0: agree with you to an extent, but I can also get the argument from the other supporters that aren't old firm fans. that <laughs> They must hate it. I mean, mind when we win the league against Kelly, all the back, ten year ago or so, and I know all the Kelly fans were raging because there's so many Rangers fans and like they end and things like that.
1: <laughs> Ali, you when we last spoke about well, you were very much on the fence, I think mate with, with me, kind of yes and no. Um, are you all
2: for it after
1: yet another weekend of just calamity refereeing? I
2: I don't know if I'm all for it. I watch it down in England a lot of time and it. I look, it's the offside decisions down in England that do my head in when they bring the lines in and it's an absolute buzz here on the rule them offside. I don't like that. Uh, I think it takes the emotion out of the game as well, but we ha- we are semi-used to it in terms of, we've had it in Europe the last couple of seasons, so we have had decisions go for us, go against us, so we kind of are used to it in Europe. In Europe, it seems to run a bit better than it does down in England, Um I seen Jamie in the group chat there was saying if we had it in Scotland, it'd be the same clowns up here that would be looking at it in terms of imagining Clancy and the rest of them looking at decisions on a VR machine. I'd be shiting myself. He'd be having a field day in there by the way, it'd be brilliant for him. <laughs> um but but there's the but yeah, there's I think it does need to come in to be honest, because there's far too many I mean, you can look back the last i don't know 5 6 games for us i think there's been a, a major decision in pretty much every single game i know we've won a few of them but you look back and it's it's either it's you get human error and all that but at the same time a lot of these decisions are just shocking absolutely shocking and yeah i would bring it in i would and i think Ryan's right to be honest these these um Clubs should open their, their stands and let. It's four games a season. Us and them as well going as well. They'll they'll fill it too. So, and they can they can have. Our, so, yeah, I'd bring it in. I think we're the only kind of top flight kind of nation that don't really have it. There's a lot of smaller nations as us that have it. So why can't we have it? And Do I know it's time well to.
0: Money. For heady population, we've got the, what, the highest attendance in Europe for heady population. Now, I an awful lot of that's down to the old firm fans, but still, when you look at that and then you see countries, I'm sure like Azerbaijan, no disrespect to them, but I'm sure they've get they VAR do, in their week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so and one of the things we've had as well, actually, and we, I know we talked about this not too long ago, it's about the referees not being full time. You're going to have to like take them out their jobs to kind of train them. If it is going to be the referees and the, the officials that are doing it, so again, it comes down to that. Kenny should be first of all look at or do it in tandem, getting the refs more refs up to full time standard, and along with VAR as well.
1: No, yeah, I think I think you have to. There has to be an overhaul of the whole officiating across Scottish football because these refs aren't good enough. Maybe extra training, maybe making them full time will make them good enough. I don't know. I'm not here to really to judge that at that point but something needs to be done this because it's now becoming oh that's just the way it is and <laughs> we can't just live for that like oh it's just the way it is well just because Doncaster wants his bonus come on we need to we need to do more there has to be more and we have to represent our game better than what we are right now and uh, just the standard of refereeing is probably the worst I can I can remember. Uh, I can't remember it being much worse than this. It is. It's absolutely, absolutely shocking. So, speaking of balls, Manscaped promo time, everybody! It's time to join the four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, who are the leaders in below-the-waist grooming and can provide you with the right tools for the job. With exclusive offer, go to Manscaped.com and use the code Club at 22 for 20% off plus free shipping. The number one product in the package is the Lawnmower 4.0. It has skin safety technology so you don't damage the man veg and has an LED light in case you want to live life on the edge and shave your delicates in the dark. To complete trimming of said delicates, finish it off with the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Ball Toner, Scotia's favourite. These formulations will have your balls smelling like a king. Our exclusive offer is 20% off and free shipping with code CLUB at 22 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Uh, Thank you to Manscaped for their continued support. uh, Their products really are brilliant. And Scotia's on a beach's fifth bottle of that ball toner because it (laughs) smells so good. Uh, So yeah, if you use clob If you use code club at 22, uh, you will get 20% off and free shipping, but you'll also be supporting this podcast. So thank you to everyone who has used the code so far. So before we get on to the Dortmund game, uh, gentlemen, I wanted to speak about our January window. This is nearly a month on now. Um, And I wanted to speak about our loan signings in particular. Um, Now, we had a bounce game. Uh, yesterday against Brentford uh, and a number of, number of first team players I've actually forgot to bring the it's, I can see it, it's sitting downstairs I had a list of who was playing but uh, Davis I've played, I know hear, that. Carney. Go for it mate, because I've, got I've got left so downstairs.
0: downstairs So you had McCrory, zakowski King, Simpson Balogun got 45 minutes Sands, Wright, Kamara got 60 minutes, Diallo get 45 Davis get 60 and Roof get 60 as well
1: yeah, so a number of first-team players. Um, Charlie McCann made the penis as well, and Juan Alegria as well, is that right? I'm just remembering yeah. what I wrote down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, no sign of Aaron Ramsey. We'll address that elephant in the room very, very shortly. Uh, but first, we will stop at Diallo. He um, didn't really endear himself. Scotia, I'll come back to you, mate, because you weren't on on Sunday. It didn't really endear himself... Um, the ranger support on sunday he's missed or he's he's not squaring the ball to sakala for which would have been a goal and uh his lack of tackle if you like can kind i of put him under the microscope a wee bit um he did score two in that bounce game um against brentford yesterday uh but what are your thoughts on him so far mate well we wee bit harsh on him i know you're the more kind of Forgiving out
0: of the four of us. <laughs> I think when he came on he, he looked as if we improved because we did start playing an awful lot better when he came on but I think that was potentially because our field was absolutely knackered. Um, but not like you, was the one that frustrated me the most, not the square into Sakala, it was the one where he was on side but thought he was offside and just gave up and didn't run for it. Yeah, um, that, annoyed, that really annoyed me. Um, I don't like seeing that. But I think... January loans coming in frustrate me sometimes because you've not got that long left in the season and you really need to be at it from day one and with Diallo he's not and he's been playing bit part appearances and I'm running out of time to give him any more time to to impress me that's that's the big problem particularly with a January loan loan. Um, it's a difficult one I would like him to do well because from what I've seen him from what I've read about him he's a great player but if he's coming into us and he's going to be playing like Manu, I would imagine wanting to play as much as he can. He's got to bring something to our team because otherwise you are leaving out full time players that we've got that we could be using to improve, um, which would be better, make more sense overall. But at the moment he's not done enough to kind of justify the move at the moment. But yeah, and I'm sure you'll point to Ramsey, but the same could probably be said about him.
1: Yes, we'll come to Ramsay. Uh, don't want to put that. Um, Ali, your thoughts on Diallo, mate? Um, is he going to cut it here?
2: I was probably quite scathing about him at the weekend there. But I think, rightly so, to be honest, because it was more his attitude, I thought. I know Scotia said he'd come on there and kind of showed bits and bobs, I think, but I don't really think he did, to be honest. I know he. He was in and goal at one point. He flashed a ball across. But every time I seen him get the ball, and I thought, go at the fullback," back Because he's got it in his locker. He didn't do it. He just shifted responsibility to somebody else. And um, I was disappointed. I know he scored two goals in a bounce match there. But I've just got the feel. He's one of these players that's been sent up here. He doesn't fancy it. And we kind of have players coming up here they maybe don't fancy it because it's too important in this league at the moment, and especially where we are now, three points behind them at the moment. We need players that are committed. And can we rely on him? I don't know. I don't want to write him off, and I'm not writing him off. I hope he comes back and puts on a fantastic performance going forward. But I was um, I was disappointed when the weekend I was it was the attitude more than anything that really annoyed me to be honest.
1: Yeah. Ryan, Rangers on Tour have said, uh, name a player in the side who hit the ground running. Lundström has just hit form. That's probably quite a good point. However, when you're only here for a short space of time, you don't really have the luxury of getting yourself kind of up to speed. And Diallo, it just didn't do yourself any favours. I know what the Rangers on Tour saying. <clears throat> That's
3: a good point. However, I don't think anyone can accused Lundstrom of not trying when he had his, his moments against was it Alsh- I can't remember, the European game and mm-hmm. he got sent off and he had a couple of bad passes and gave a few goals away but I don't think anyone would have accused him of not trying or the commitment wasn't there or he didn't look interested, I think he always looked interested Lundstrom, just, he just didn't hit the ground running that from Diallo, it doesn't matter if they the Diallo or Alan McCoy stuff who you are, that and a blue jersey isn't good enough for me. You need to be competing. At the very least, you need to be competing. And yeah, he's a young lad and yeah, he's up here to on loan from from a big club to learn. Learn fast. Learn fast because you won't last here at all with that kind of commitment. He's at a crossroads at the moment for me where you yeah, either Come out and prove people wrong because he'll he'll be getting the critics and he's a young boy. He'll be on social media. He'll see the comments, and he's at a crossroads just now where he needs to either prove these guys wrong or he would disappear like is it Olivia Jaria, Is that what you called him? Remember, he just he went he went he finished his loan spell early and went home because he just didn't like it up here. That's what he'll do. This boy will just fade away, or he can go and prove a point. Man United have sent him up here to toughen up. You just know they have. They obviously don't like the, phys- the lack of physicality he's got, and he has to have that if he's playing for Man United and he wants to make the top. He's got to have a bit of physicality about him. He's going to take a lot of a lot of harsh tackles if he's a tricky winger. So yeah, this is a place to learn, and I'm sure I'm sure Man United will have addressed it before he come up here. So he's a crossroads for me. He needs to start um, applying himself. I
1: agree. I do agree. I think. As well, though it's taking things in context as oh out context as well. I suppose if we were three nil up on Sunday and he had that chance and he had the post, you wouldn't be talking about it. We wouldn't really be speaking about it. We would have forgot about it. But it was just because of the way the game went on Sunday. And yeah, I, I can still see him pulling out that tackle. And every time, I, every time I picture it, I just shake my head, <laughs> just like no. And you just you won't survive. Uh, you won't survive the Rangers. The Rangers. Fans of, any fans of any team really are not really going to put up with that uh, and we'll move on to Aaron Ramsey now I, I'll come back to you um, I said that we obviously we had the bounce game there um, no sign of Aaron Ramsey we were told that he, he had a minor knock but he would be back in training this week maybe he has been in training uh, still this week but he wasn't involved in the bounce game now the longer this goes on The longer he's not up to match fitness, the longer he doesn't play, I start to question what we're doing and why we've done it. Is that fair? Uh, I kind of think we've been drawn into signing names instead of actually signing what the team needs.
2: Yeah, I think we're probably all guilty. You'd be allowed to, though, to be honest, when a a glamour name comes in from Juventus on 400 grand a week. um, I think we all bought into the signing. Um, I remember speaking to you, Carney, when we signed Ramsey and we thought he was going to go right into the team, remember? And I said to you, no, Gio said he's not playing and he's not going to be playing for... And you said, I think your words to me were, well, what's the point of signing him (laughs) at that point? And now we're on the 22nd of February and you might well be correct, to be honest, because I, I just... I don't know, what. well, he was, he didn't play in the bounce game. I'll be intrigued to see if he's on the bench tomorrow night. If he's not on the bench tomorrow night, I'll be slightly worried because we've got, what, 11 11 league games left. Hopefully some cup games in there. Hopefully the next round of the Europa League as well. But it could be an expensive mistake because I think we forked out something like £2 million for him for a guy that, potentially might not play for us. Or on the flip side, he might play for us and he might win us a championship. You don't know. But um, where we better invest in that money in a player that would come into the team and would be a Rangers player going forward? You don't know. But looking at it at the moment, it doesn't look great at the moment in terms of Ramsey. But like I say, it could flip and he could come back and he could have a run in the Rangers team and we could look back and go, Fantastic signing by Ross Wilson, but looking at it at the moment, hmm, I don't know. I don't know about
1: it. I think that's fair, mate. I think I think that I'm actually quite surprised at how um, on not confront, confrontational. you really you were about that, mate? Scorsese decided to do a uh, leave. He's obviously done like that comment
2: now. <laughs> yeah,
1: Scorsese disagreed with you anyway, so I was I was blatantly <laughs> wrong, mate. Um, Ryan. What's your thoughts on Ramsey? I mean, I think look, if a guy wins the league, um, then we're not going to really, we're not going to think about anything in about this. But if he's not playing and he's injured, then uh, well, what was the point in this? Do you know what I mean? I already feel like I'm getting to that point.
3: Um, right. I'm not overly concerned or worried at the moment because I'm happy with are central midfield. Does that make sense? Like, I yes. like Lundstrom and Jack. So, that's been my attitude the past few weeks. I've been like, if Ramsey gets fit, he gets fit. But he'll still need to earn his place in that team because Lundstrom and Jack, at the moment, are undroppable, And Kamada's ahead of him as well. So, if, if Ramsey gets fit, Kamada plays before him as well for me because he needs to prove, even if... It's all right being fit, but he needs to prove that he's good enough to play for Rangers. He needs to come, be fit and have a good game. So for me, he's a a long way off that. It's going to be March before you see him start a game. I mean, what are we at, 22nd just now? He won't start against Dortmund. I will be surprised if he's in the squad after not playing that bounce match. Squad on Sunday, will he start on Sunday? Possibly. It's going to be March probably before you see him starting a game. But he needs to earn his right to be in that team because Jack and Kamara, uh, Jack and sorry Lundstrom, and I was going to say especially Jack, but you know what Lundstrom has been playing well also. So now nah, Ramsey's got to earn his place in that in that team. So I'm I'm not overly concerned if he makes it if he if he gets up to speed and he has an influence and as Ali says we kick on and win the championship. Brilliant! It's been a great bit of business. If he doesn't, lesson learned, and that was a, a waste of money. Um, and we move on from it. But Reims have wasted money before. We are guilty of going for the big name. It gets you riled up. It gets you buzzing. As fans, I mean, we were absolutely flying that night.
1: Yes, we
3: were. But I feel okay about it because these things happen. Sometimes signs don't come off. And um, I'm happy we're centre midfielders just now. Yeah,
1: and that's another another fair point. Um, It really is. Scotia, do we just maybe except the fact that he's not going to be fit for 90 minutes while he's at Rangers and he just gets fit enough to make an impact from the bench because he's a great player to bring off the bench, don't get me wrong. However, he needs to be up to speed quite quickly uh, even for that to happen. But his quality should see him through that way. So what's your opinion? be we jump the gun too quickly here on the, the opinion of it?
0: I don't think so. I think it all what it really comes down to be both Ramsey and Diallo is the kind of, the price tag that's Kenny kind of associated with them, and that's Aye. probably where the frustrations boiling over from. Because I mean, I was looking back, and to be honest, the last two decent loan signings that I can remember us making were Hadji, and that was way an option to buy. Obviously, there was no chance Ramsey and Diallo were going to have an option to buy, and was when Steve Davis came in back in two thousand and eight. Those are the last two players that have come in and actually made an impact and improved the squad in terms of being a loan player. All the loans that we've done since then really haven't worked. Koulibaly was okay for a while and then he fell off the face of the earth. Andy King was another one that was a complete waste. Um, But with Ramsey, like the guys are saying there, with Jack and Lundstrom, they're the first picks for me at the moment. And then I would prefer playing Camaro over Ramsey unless Ramsey was going to improve as massively, which at the moment he's not. I don't think he... You'll be able to be doing. So yeah, it's a bit frustrating.
1: Yeah, Jamie Lowe makes good point. Kent was a decent loan. Yeah, well, Kent yes, was a was. loan as well. I completely <laughs> forgot about Kent. Hi, cheers, Jamie.
0: Thanks for yeah, saving yeah, me yeah. there. Yeah,
1: as well. Yeah, no, it was a great. You obviously was good. Um, but yeah, obviously, <clears throat> I nothing I want more. We were all absolutely buzzing when we seen Aaron Ramsey be signing for us, and it really lifted the lifted the whole crowd and lifted the whole support, the whole club for that matter. Uh, but I think we're all just so desperate for him to see him play, I mean we've really not had a chance, I mean he played in the middle of a storm um, when we played um, Annan. do you know what I mean apart from that we've not really seen him so yeah hopefully he gets fit but but I I would go along with what Ryan said there is no danger of him starting on Thursday night, just absolutely no chance of that happening Um, so you start to question why he's here really uh right gentlemen we'll move on um to the dortmund preview before we started i've been messing you can tell that i'm not working now because i've been messing about with stuff on youtube and i put a poll on this chat has everybody done it yes so it was what do you think the outcome will be for rangers on thursday night against dortmund uh win draw lose but still go through and lose go out um nine percent have voted for lose go out so I must. I'm not. I'm not going to. I don't know. I don't know if it's Celtic fans. It might be, or either that's Dortmund fans. Uh, lose, but still go through. Get nineteen percent. Draw at thirty-one percent, and win. Good old Rangers fans was forty-one percent. Ali, uh, I'll come back to you, mate. Um, what do you think Rangers are going to need to do in order to see this game out on Thursday night? Dortmund have bounced back in a better form. They put six past Brucia Much and Glatt back on Sunday, so they are, <laughs> they have certainly bounced back. So, what do you think is key for Rangers on Thursday night?
2: It's going to be difficult. You, you can't do. It. I know we're starting basically with two goals of a start, which is mad when you think about that. If somebody tell you that last week you'd be going into this game basically 2-0 up against Dortmund you'd be like, you're whole but to me we do what we did out there I don't think, see if Rangers go and try and defend a 2-0 lead, we'll get undone to me we need to go and play our own game like we did out in Dortmund because we proved we can score against them, we scored four goals fully expect Dortmund to score against us at Ibrox as well Obviously, Haaland, I think's back in training. I would imagine he would start. Um, I did see that Rayner get injured. He's he's out. My pal um, Agadu, that I call him, or Zaga do. <laughs> apparently, he's injured, which is gutting because he was wasn't he great? He was, but he was a horror show. I yeah. But they I mean their their line's there to be got at. They'll come at us, so there'll be, there'll be gaps to exploit, especially Ryan Kent, and they'll know who Ryan Kent is this time. So I just, I, they'll be wary of Ryan Kent. But yeah, I think we just go out and play our own game. I, I really do. I, I don't think we should change a formation, go to five at the back or anything. I just think we go and play our game, how we did in Dortmund, and um, well, we should hopefully have enough to get through the next round.
1: Yeah. Ryan, what do you think key for Rangers on Thursday?
3: They've got... Uh... It's key that they hit, the, they hit the levels that they hit last week, Carly, um, and nothing less. Dortmund will be nothing like they were last week. I think they had an attitude problem against us. We were brilliant. We were absolutely fantastic. But they had an attitude problem with uh, how they set out. I think they thought they just had to turn up against a wee-ditty Scottish team. And they got slapped about in their own backyard. They won't come to Ibrooks with that attitude. They'll be coming to Ibrox on Thursday night. To win and put us out. That's what they'll be thinking. They'll be confident they can do that as well. So we need to match that desire and have to have an attitude in check. And I agree with Ali, I don't think we can look at the game as we're two goals up and sit in and try and defend that lead. We're not good enough to do that. We're not good enough to do that domestically, never mind <clears throat> on the European stage. But Russia don't have, even without Haaland, a plethora of huge talent in their in their squad. I watched them on it was Saturday night and was, I think it was at Rangers on too that said said that the last twenty minutes they scored four goals. I think it's four goals they scored in the last twenty minutes. Um they are a great team despite what a few people reported last week that are not a great team. They're a great team. They're only six points behind Bayern Munich in the, the Bundesliga. That's how rubbish they are um, they will give us. They will be a different animal on Thursday, and we need to be on it. But yeah, the difference for us has to be attitude. We need to be on our game the way we were last Thursday. And if we do, and I think we can, we'll beat
1: them. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. I think I think you're right, Scotia, I think we, we kind of know what's going to happen. Really, Dortmund are going to immediately come at Rangers. Immediately fly out the traps. Um, but I am, um, I'm of the opinion fight fire with fire. Just go at them as well. Just none of this sitting back because I can't cope it. I can't cope
0: it. <laughs> yeah, as a team we need to go out and you know go as if it was still nil nil and, and go out and try and at least win the game. You know we can't sit and pr- try and protect our league because that will just invite disaster on. Yeah, like you Ryan in and Rangers and Tour were saying there about the four goals in the last twenty. I think the their fifth goal came in the last ten minutes prior to that as well and in the, in the, a couple of times this season I've seen the results and they've kind of won in the last 20-30 minutes of a game so Rangers as a team yeah need to go out and you know go for the winners as well. I think also what's going to be really important is the crowd everyone's absolutely buzzing for it but the crowd need to be behind the team for the whole game I don't want it to get it to the stage where um the crowd start getting players back if we make a, a, yeah. a wee wrong decision because we've seen it happen before and for some of the players in our team that's really um, really affected them and you could see that in the pitch.
1: It can't be like that, um, we're going to really need to stick with the team Look, I expect Ivox to be absolutely rocking, I think it will be This is a massive night for us, I know it's quite difficult because Sunday's pretty raw still um, Because we went from such a high to such a low And even after the Dortmund game, I said just I wanted to just keep us going the way we were going keep the fans going, keep the club going, keep the momentum going on a high. Unfortunately, that didn't happen, but the closer it's getting and even sitting here talking about it now, I'm beginning to get pretty excited about it. I really can't wait for it. Um, I think the counter will be crucial for us. Uh, I do. I think we are going to have to take our opportunities when we get them. Um, Dortmund won't be as poor as they were on Thursday. I just don't think they, they can be. They'll, they'll click into... Their 6-0 win obviously kind of confirms that they are they're trying to regroup after what was a pretty disappointing European night for them. Uh, but I don't think their defence will be sorted over that week. I think we've still got a chance to get at them, and Alfredo Morelos absolutely loves this competition, and especially uh, Ibrox. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm feeling good about it. I think it's going to be, a, what did you call them? Call it right? A blockbuster? Blockbuster, it yeah. It's
3: going, blockbuster. To, it's
1: going to be... It's gonna be a blockbuster. Um, but yeah, I say, I think it will be an up and down night. I think we're gonna to need to hold on at points, and I think we're gonna to need to go at points. Uh it should be a really interesting night, and I can't wait for it. See, I'm already it's already getting me getting me going. So we'll come on to what we think the teams are going to be. Um Alistair Pearson, what is your team?
2: Oof. How do we think about this one today? Um I know we've just talked about McGregor and McLaughlin previously, but I think we've kind of said in that we expect McGregor to play tonight and a, tomorrow night, um, Thursday, sorry, and I expect McGregor to be there. So Shagger and goal, a backline of Tav, Goldson. I think Balogun will come back in because he played the bounce game. I think Balogun's a bit of a leader in this Rangers team and we're going to need leaders on Thursday night, so he comes back in. Big Bassey, to me, he's nailed the left back position, so he comes in. Lundstrom, Jack, Aribo. Kent, Morelos now, hummed and hod about Arfield, but I think he's been blown the last couple of games. He looks slightly knackered, so I'm going to bring the man for and I think that'll give Dortmund something to think of, that side, in terms of Kent and Sakala. Frightening pace, both sides. It'll just give them something to think down the right-hand side, because they didn't have... We only had one in terms of Kent on the left-hand side in the first leg, so if you put Sakala on the right-hand side, it makes them think, so that's my team right there. And do you want my prediction as well? Go for it. Two each. Uh,
1: and do, Ciccala, you just first cop- goal you've copied everything that I was going to say. Literally, everything like that is my team. I'm upset. I've sat and thought about it. I thought I put Sakala <laughs> in there puts a car on <laughs> there because we're going to counter on the break I've put down a Desmond 2-2 man I can't believe you've done that <laughs>
2: yeah. Maybe it's an omen Cairn. maybe it's an omen maybe
1: it's an omen well no because we said that about um, we said that about oh, it, I know so right, use, well, you, I, Ryan is closer so better not a pick to each by the way <laughs> um, Ryan your team your score prediction mate
3: I'll give you a second but it just reminded me Ali you get that uh, centenary top on by the way the, the oh nice, thanks
2: I forgot get that on
3: and don't take it off till May. Um, <laughs> I think, I like Ali's thinking in, in terms of Sakala. I've got a feeling I've got a feeling I'm going with the same team and so I'm going with the exact same team. So it's Arfield instead of Sakala. Um, However, I, I prefer that. Look, I prefer Sakala to play in a bit more pace in the right-hand side. And I am going another blockbuster, boys. Strap yourselves in. Dortmund to score first, 3-2 Rangers.
2: Oh, God. I was going to say, that you, you're not playing Balogun at the centre-and-a-half then, you're keeping Big Bassey in there.
3: Big Bassey in there and then that left-back, yeah, I think, I know Balogun played in that game, I just don't, I've not heard anything how fit he is, he'll probably become clear after the press conference, but I don't know, did Balogun play the full game or... Just 45. 45. Um, mm, yeah, I would, I would like Balogun, but
1: I've got a feeling he won't uh, He won't make it. 3-2, God, right. 3-2, boys, strap in. Well, we're, in for a, we're in for an exciting night anyway. <laughs> um, Scotia, your team, Scotia Diction, mate.
0: Yeah, it's an amalgamation of all three of yours. It's um, Sakala in for our field and then the same team that had started last week. Um, yeah, a bit like Ryan there in terms of, at the moment without having any further information on Balogun's situation. I think he just keeps with and Barisic even if there's the slightest doubt about it. Nensicala offers you that out ball that I think we could potentially need at times. Um, And my score prediction to each as well, going forward. Just to see us through.
1: Yeah, just as see through, um, any way that we get through, I'll take, I'm more than happy because it will still be a night to remember, I just would like it to be a draw for us not to get like beat one nil or something like that, like, you'd like to you'd like to remember it for the one, however I think we're in for an exciting night, no matter what, um, that will do us for tonight, gentlemen, ran a wee bit longer tonight because we were live, um, Ali, thank you very much mate,
2: no problem. Looking forward to the Thursday night. Hopefully the Rangers bring me back up to that high of last Thursday. So, hi, um, buzzing for that. Yeah, Ryan. Thanks very much,
3: mate. Hi, cheers, boys. Um, I've not really spoke to him since I spoke to you on Sunday, so that was good to just kind of blow the cobwebs away and look forward to Thursday. Um, yeah, very much looking forward to it, and I will speak to you on Thursday night. I hope everybody enjoys the game and the atmosphere. Yes, uh, Scotia. Thanks, mate.
0: Yes, really looking forward to to Thursday and hopefully after Thursday night we've got another two European games to look forward to as well.
1: Yeah, hopefully. Um, Thank you to everybody for getting involved in the comments as always. um, Really, really good. Quite a lot of views here tonight. Um, Superb. So thank you to everybody for getting involved. Thank, uh Just lastly, um, you can now join the channel if you'd like to support us, help us grow from the 99p. You'll become a club at 22 supporter. If you're still a club at 22 supporter at the end of the season, you can win me a chance of winning a gift voucher for the Ranger store. If becoming a club at 22 supporter is not your thing, you still want to support us, you can buy the podcast a coffee. All links for that are below. As always, please like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Two wee clicks for you cost nothing, but it makes a massive difference to us, and we will be back to, uh, and yeah, uh, just quickly the thing rolling across the bottom of the screen if you could donate to the charity raffle uh, enter the charity raffle that would be very much appreciated Uh, so yes we will be back on Thursday after the game hopefully to discuss a pretty monumentous night for Rangers so until then we are club at 22 the Rangers podcast play up the Glasgow Rangers cheers everyone